Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. all the nasty LGBTQIA plus people just waiting to pounce on any imagined microaggression or awkwardly phrased sentence so their rainbow covered 2x4s can smash the faces of heterosexual women who just want to get changed at the Korean spa without turgid boners being forced down their throats and hi to all the nice ones too. This is Sideboob Cinema, brought to you <laughs> by the out. New Fresh Podcast. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. <laughs> My name is Ricky Orpike. Joining me tonight are my fellow fag hags, AJ and Jonathan Astro. AJ, do you like a bedazzled cape? <laughs> you fucking came out swinging. <laughs> and John, are you having a good Pride Month so far? Yeah, it's good. It, well, it would be better if I didn't get sent chicks with dicks every day by you. <laughs> saying happy Pride Month or else. You know, that would be better. Dear listener, I have been trolling my co-hosts uh, <laughs> on an almost daily basis by sending them horrible autogynephilic images. But you haven't even sent any one, any ones where I've looked at it and gone, "Oh yeah, would." You know, <laughs> like I haven't been fooled. No, no, no. Because every now and then, online, I'm telling you, there's a couple that you go, "Oh yeah, what's the difference?" You know. But like Ricky doesn't send me any of those. He sends the ones where, just you know. That, that, they just don't come across my desk. You know? See, <laughs> These are the ones think, that just come across my desk. I think you two have learned a valuable lesson this Pride Month, that there are a lot of uggos out there. Yes. <laughs> that the gay world isn't just hot bods no. like you two think it is. No. I thought that's what I wanted to <laughs> We learned that last week with all the yeah. dicks we saw. A lot of, a lot yeah. of gross stuff out there. But, uh, <laughs> but this week, Behind the Candelabra, 2013, Directed by Steven Soderbergh, screenplay Richard Legrubanese, based on Behind the Candelabra, My Life with Liberace by Scott Thorson and Alex Thorlofsson, who's presumably a ghostwriter. So, yeah, because he's a bit of a dummy, yeah. Well, I don't think they hide that. <laughs> no. no, that's what I mean. <laughs> anyway. Well, 2013, what a year. I mean, the same, same as uh, Stranger by the Lake. <laughs> Gold. Uh, yeah, so it was the year of the gay. <laughs> gay gold. <laughs> so uh, have, you, have you guys seen this film before? I hadn't. Really? Yeah. So, John, you, you've seen this film before? I, I have seen this movie. I remember it being a uh, – it, it was a difficult time because, the, because Soderbergh came out and sort of announced that he was retiring and he talked about how movies were over. He was kind of right. And um, – so this was a bit of a swan song of, of adult movies. And it really, now that I think about it, I know there's been a few since then that are, that are shining lights, but this does stand out in the landscape as being a, uh, an adult film that we saw, that, mm. you know, that you could see at the movies. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's, it's interesting because you couldn't see it at the movies in the US because it, was, uh, it had to be funded by HBO because no uh, no studio wanted to make it 
So it did receive a theatrical release uh, in the rest of the world. So I saw it at at, at the cinema uh, when it came out. Uh, but in America, well, you, you watch all this sort of stuff at the, at the cinema <laughs> on the big screen. So don't you rather lag this? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying this is definitely the sort of thing you would watch on the big screen. Hey, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's no, anything no, wrong no, with no. that. So it, it, actually, in 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 a in a 2013 interview with the New York Post, uh, Steven Soderbergh said that the film was originally intended for theatrical release, but it was ultimately produced by and aired on HBO instead because the story was seen as too gay by all, by all the major Hollywood studios. Nobody would make it. We went to everybody in town. They all said it was too gay. And this is after Brokeback Mountain, by the way, Imagine which is not as funny as this movie. Too gay, too gay now. Imagine saying something's too gay. Now people would be like, not trans enough it's isn't it weird i mean it, it came in at, at a time like just before things flipped. obama would have said it's too gay obama would have gone huh, they're not gonna make that movie too gay like he just <laughs> he just would have said it like yeah. and he would have said yeah yeah and gay people can't get married and then now he's like anyway trans yeah. women are beautiful and... yeah look at my wife my wife is trans well oh you know <laughs> Some people in Katie's extended family who are obsessed with that and they keep show, coming over and to my house and like showing, not, not for, just for this reason, but to show me, they go, look at this, look at this picture of Michelle. Tell me that's not, you know, a man, baby. I, I think that's, that's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Michelle Obama is trans. <laughs> well, just, just to wrap up this little uh, sort of factoid bit here, uh, it was watched by 3.5 million people when it aired on HBO in America, and this was HBO's highest rating for an original film since 2004. So oh, it, oh, wow. it did well. Yeah. I didn't think it was that gay. Yeah. Well, times have changed. <laughs> You know, I mean, again, not gay I, Times have changed. I can't believe you said that you didn't think this film was that gay. <laughs> well, everything about it's gay, but the, the actual gay stuff wasn't that gay. <laughs> I think maybe you've been tainted by Stranger by the Lake. You know, there's so. no, There's no spooge. There's no That's sucking, right. sucking no, people unfortunately, off. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. I was like, you know, hoping, <laughs> praying. The other thing I wanted to say is this this has a budget of $23 million. How was this movie made for only $23 million? Mm. I guess it's all rentals. It's it's they've just rented people's houses and right. stuff. You know, like that's because they when you think about it, it looks opulent, but then again, it's just savvy rentals. Get like getting access to Liberace's stuff, renting that, renting the houses, I think one of the houses was Jaja Gabor's house mm. or something. Yeah. And so I feel like that's where it would have gone. Like it didn't, the money didn't go to salaries. Mm. It went to, because they would have just done it for Nick's because they wanted to do proper acting. So they, they, were like, they wanted hey. to get nude and gay. Well, they would, you know, that's how was he going to get an Oscar? <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's the thing because it didn't get a theatrical release, it was not eligible for an Oscar. Well, it was before Ooh. Netflix took off, and you know, because th that's all being fought now. You know, they would have just found a way to put it in a cinema somewhere in hmm. Cuba or something or whatever. Bye, Rose. I have a good time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the star of the show, Mr. Showmanship. My friend Scott Thorson, his first time in Las Vegas. You were incredible out there. Well, this must be fate. 
great idea. Why don't you come work for me? As what? I need a companion, a bodyguard, someone I can talk to. Say yes, Scott. Mr. Thorson! Lee's expecting you. I call this palatial kitsch. Wow. Your happiness means everything to me, Scott. You make me feel so young. Such a loving man. Is this the kind of life you want for yourself? My eyes are open, Rose. I promise. I want to be everything to you, Scott. Father, brother, lover, best friend. I'll do whatever you want. Jack, I want to talk to you about doing some surgery on Scott. I want you to make Scott look like this. Oh, I see. I think maybe this was a mistake. I can't live like this. Everybody looks down on me. Stop taking those pills. You're always in a mood. This is not exactly the life that I had planned for myself. Please don't be unhappy. I can't stand it when you have a face like that. Especially after the money I paid for it. Anyway, look, let's just get this out of the way, all right? Uh, Synopsis, this is what happened in the film. Scott Thornton, played by Matt Damon, is a twinkish kid who works as an animal wrangler on Hollywood films. A friend, presumably with benefits, called Bob Black, swings into town and takes Scott off to Vegas, where the pair go to see the great Liberace, played by Michael Douglas. Bob takes Scott backstage to meet Lee, as his friends call him, and there's definite chemistry between the pair should also be noted that Lee's current protege, Billy, is also backstage and it's clear that uh, things are not well with he and Lee. Scott and Bob visit Lee's mansion shortly after and Scott mentions to Lee that he could get some medicine to treat one of Lee's poodles, his French designer poodles. Later, once Scott has the medicine, Lee has Scott fly, uh, fly down to his mansion and a swift courtship begins. Lee asks Scott if he would like to come work for him. So Scott shacks up with him as his assistant and on stage go a chauffeur. They are also uh, having routine homosexual sex together. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and a lot of baths. Yes. <laughs> Liberace sees himself uh, on a Johnny Carson television appearance and is horrified by how old he looks. So he engages Dr. Jack Stars starts uh, played by rob lowe to give him a drastic facelift he also casually suggests that he would like dr jack to give scott a makeover the plan is to get scott to lose the extra kilos he's put on and then to fashion his face into a young liberace after lee's (laughs) (laughs) after lee's (laughs) surgery scott is hesitant to follow suit but he decides to go through with it dr jack puts him on the california diet to lose weight and then he goes under the knife Surgery goes well, but Scott has developed quite an appetite for pills uh, in the aftermath. Plans are also made for Liberace to legally adopt Scott in order to make him his son. So that's happening as well. Tensions mount (laughs) as Scott would like to go out in public with Lee like a normal couple, but Lee is clearly concerned about being outed as gay. Scott's addiction is ramping up and Lee is also starting to develop a taste for younger men and also engaging in reckless behaviour like dragging Scott to a down and dirty peep show, both dressed in their furs. 
Lee also tells Scott he feels they are in such a good place relationship-wise, he thinks that they should see other people. After which he moves on to a young dancer called Carrie. Scott is told to vacate the house and Lee sends his hard-nosed lawyer along with some thugs to oust Scott once and for all. Scott takes Lee to court and sues him for the stake he has in some shared real estate. Meanwhile, Lee completely denies that he ever had a relationship with Scott. Eventually, Scott settles for around $70,000 and agrees never to mention his relationship with Lee. Not long after, Scott is now living a modest American life where he receives a phone call from out of the, uh, from Lee uh, from out of the blue. Lee has contracted AIDS and it's clear he's going downhill fast. He asks Scott to visit him at his Palm Springs retreat. Scott goes to see Lee and finds him emaciated and, and essentially on death's door. The pair bury the hatchet and Lee tells Scott that he made him the happiest. And, and, and uh, a little while later, Scott attends Lee's funeral. And the film ends with a, a nice show tune performed by Liberace uh, from Beyond the Grave. That is behind the candelabra. So, John, did you did you enjoy this the, more the second time round? I did. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I the first time I saw it, I think I was just taken by. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is like that. Maybe I was more into the comedy of it and, and um, the outrageousness, but this was actually a lot more emotional. I was actually significantly younger. So this is, I found it to be, I was a lot more um, sympathetic to, to them and it was way more emotionally engaging this time. What, what about you? I think maybe the first time I saw it, I was just amazed by Michael Douglas that 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 he was able to take on this role and, yes. and, and him and him and Matt Damon. So I guess I was a bit starstruck in that way that those guys would 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 do a film like this and they would fully commit to to this sort of a thing. Not that there's um, anything wrong with that. So so I think that tainted my my sort of my uh, memory of it. Um, but I, I did enjoy it this time around. Maybe a little bit less. I, I found. Um, I thought there may have been a problem with the tone. Like it is a funny film, but at the same time, there's some serious dark shit in this film that mm. that grossed me out. That sort of went against that comedy thing, you know. Like, should this film have been a little bit more serious? You know, like the treatment of Scott was was pretty shocking. Like you see Matt Damon, you know, in this movie, he's 47 years old. He's playing a 17 year old. Oh wow, so that's crazy. That that is. Cra- I don't know how they make him look so young. But Wait a minute. 47? No. Apparently. Apparently he's in his 40s. He can't be 47 back then because that would that oh. would mean he's 57 now. That's crazy. I mean, it's I'm, I'm looking this up. It. He's definitely he's definitely in his 40s. Hang on. It's in my IMDb review. Let me see. No, he was, 40, he was 42. Oh, well, it's still, you know. Still 17. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Is it as impressive as Brad Pitt in Burn After Reading? I don't know. Both, oh, great. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen that. But but you know like so 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 some of that stuff around Scott is is pretty shocking and and the surgery footage is really gross and the whole plastic surgery yeah, yeah. deal is like a fucking nightmare and mm. you know like I don't know so 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 tonally you know I was interested in your guys' opinion like wh- wh- whether you think you? the tone was a bit off or yeah he, it was he um <laughs> he's a weird guy Liberace <laughs> it's a weird weird setup um. I don't, I don't know. I like Bob Black. I like the guy from Quantum Leap. <laughs> great great <laughs> performance. So, yeah, like it was. It was 
pretty yeah we've there. got we've it got was, dirty it, Pete it was shows midday and <laughs> midday movie type acting <laughs> brutal that's brutal well i got sucked in at the end i was i was i was yeah i was sucked in at the know. end yeah. But then again, midday movies, you kind of get sucked in as well. So That's right. I, I, think, may, I think maybe my problem with it is that um, th- there's, not, there's not much to like about Liberace, you know, no. in, in, this, in this particular film. So I, th- I think maybe that's a little bit – they could have been a bit more generous there. Like, you know, he is painted as a, a bit of an epic cunt, you know. Boorish, mm. <laughs> <laughs> boorish man. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, then again, Scott is of age, and um, he didn't have to stay there. No one had to stay there. You know, you could just get on with your life. Everyone, he wanted, he wanted the life. He wanted the mansion. He wanted it all. Mm. So, what do you think you're gonna get it for free? I'd say this. I say the same thing to Gwyneth Paltrow. I go, come on, Gwynny, you gonna get that statue? You know what you got to do. <laughs> you know what you gotta do. <laughs> I think he looked like He Man. I didn't see the problem with Scott. What Scott looked like, I was like, "That's really mean that you're making him get thinner and stuff." Like he looked buff. Yeah, well, I, I, it's it's hard to keep track of, of. I know he wanted him to get thin after he got fat. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did stack it on a bit. But it was still kind of cute. I think he really looked like He Man. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> well, the, the hairstyle the didn't help. And everything. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, anyway. I thought this was a vision of gay life that I could get behind. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Stranger by the Lake, we're just going to that fucking lake and, yeah. you know, it's cold. I don't like getting in cold water and, you know, just dirty sucking off in the bushes. Whereas at least this is like mm. jacuzzis and all that. This is Definitely. nice. Nice Champagne. Stuff. Yeah, champagne. Mm. Yeah. You know, poppers. showers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's all good. But having said that. <laughs> I must say, male sexuality is still gross, though. <laughs> I just—I know I joked about it a second ago, but seriously, again, even at the top, even luxury, it's peep shows, poppers, houseboys, <laughs> and porn. Yes, I know. You can, yeah. It's never not that. It's always that. Like, it just, you know, like, it's just yeah. gross. And the first time, <laughs> the first time Liberace and Scott have sex, Liberace finishes in the in the most hilarious way. He screams out, Err my God <laughs> Sound like Carl. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. Oh, <sighs> but what about um oh, well Michael Douglas is a revelation oh, in this movie. I think oh, it's definitely oh. one of his finest performances. And totally outrageous. He gives it a hundred and ten but just that, just that. Well, I sent you guys a screenshot of that moment when Scott wakes up in the morning and Liberace's just staring at him, going, he's got that smile. And then he goes, he lifts up the sheet and he goes, oh, look who's awake or whatever. And then he goes, he goes down yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how did people not know this man was gay, you know? I, I think it, it blows my mind because I think I think we actually underestimate how things were back then. You know, normies, m- most normies just could not conceive. They just could not comprehend that, that being gay was even a thing. No, surely they knew. No, but you, now you can just go. Some people knew. They weren't educated. See, now you can go 
I mean, I can take my daughter to the local library and she can get educated by a, a, a beautiful <laughs> trans woman or drag person or something on kinks and stuff real early. So, you know, I mean, how else would you know if you weren't taught about it when you were a little kid? <laughs> his, 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 his whole act and his, his TV shows and everything, he was very, very popular, particularly with housewives. So he had a, a, an appeal to women out there that that he had to maintain. So mm. that's that's the whole you know trying to cover his tracks in terms of you know not 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 letting on that he was gay. You know, it is hard to imagine. I guess that I'd like to talk to someone about who knows the history because you know the fact that people didn't know that he was gay. Maybe it's maybe we're relying on yeah years of of camp on TV and and drag shows and gay liberation and all of that, like the burden of knowledge is there, but you've got to get rid of all of that to the point where any of even the hint of it in a book or a film is, is, um, you know, forbidden to the, mm. to the, and then I guess you just, they just see guys as, as a bit of a nonce, you know, they just go, Oh, that guy's a bit of a nonce. And it's not like effeminate, but they would never imagine that he'd be doing poppers and getting railed. So, w was there enough piano playing in this film? No, you're hundred percent right. There wasn't enough of him performing. So, I, I think I could have done with a little bit more piano and a little less gay quibbling. That's that's <laughs> what I could have done with. But then again, you know, well, it should have been more like the Doors, where it's like six concerts. You know, yeah, you know, it's just like heaps of music. Like it's a concert film. Should this have been more of a concert film? Mm. It would it would be a different thing then, you know. It's hard it's hard to say because it it really is. It's I think it's more Scott's story than it yeah. is than yes. it is Liberace's, you know. Because it, we're only we're only seeing Liberace's life like in the last ten years of his life, you mm. know. We're not seeing all the early stuff, all the saloons he played, you know, building his act, you know. We're not we're not see and I sent you some footage um, from YouTube. You can see some of his really early performances and stuff, and he is an amazing piano player, even though. He did get savaged from time to time by the classical music press, but um, yeah, I just felt like I could have done with a bit more, a bit more piano playing, you know. Yeah, yep, yeah, I'd go with that because um, it's only the couple of scenes at the beginning, really, and then pretty much, yeah. yeah. And and this could have something to do with the budget because Michael Douglas's head was digitally composited onto the body of a guy called Philip Fontenberry, who. Um, who had entertained audiences at the Liberace Museum for many years. Um, so, I mean, 20, 2013, I mean, how hard was that to do, like, computer-wise? Mm. Like, how expensive would that be? I'm not sure. But maybe that, that factored into it. I mean, maybe they looked at the budget and went, okay, we can't really have that many shots. They put all their eggs in a couple know. of baskets. Because <laughs> the final scene of him di di dying is CG yeah. as well. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree with all that, yep. I think this is the best work or at least the most remarkable work of a few different actors. Uh, you mentioned Scott Bakula. He's wonderful in this as Bob Black. Dan Aykroyd's fun. Um, Paul Rise is good. Hmm. Uh, Debbie Reynolds as the mum is brilliant. I, I didn't even know it was her. She, no, neither did I. She's amazing. Her performance is too good. I had to, I, I had to check because I just watched Singing in the Rain with my little little baby girl, Aww. and um, uh, I I I just 
noticed something and then I looked it up. I was like, that's Debbie Reynolds. And so she's got to be in it because it's Vegas and it has. To, so you need Debbie in there in that way that in Casino they've got, you know, um, Don Rickles in it. Like you got to have Debbie Reynolds in this movie somehow. But her performance as the mum is brilliant. It's, to- it's totally uh, legit. So she's great. But really the statuette goes to Rob Lowe. <laughs> so good. This is one of Rob Lowe's greatest roles oh, as God. Dr. Jack. Like he does the most brilliant faces. So he has a drink. He has a drink and he goes, he keeps his teeth open. When he yes. Gets, and so his teeth are still showing. He's got, he's got his eyes, um, you know, oriental looking eyes. <laughs> And um, my one of my favorite bits is when Scott says, "Oh, can can I have a dimple?" And then he goes, yeah. "God, you know, you can't like, uh, you know, Lee doesn't have a dimple." And then he goes, "Do you think Lee's going to mind?" And he goes, oh, <laughs> he, you remember this? "Yeah, he pulls his face. He pulls, he's pulls yeah. some wacky face with his tongue out. Goes, it's great, so good." I would say a full facelift with silicone implants to prevent the return of the lines around the mouth. My feeling, why go through all of the work and the money, just have it all fall down within a year. You pay good money, you should last. Some of these doctors, they keep you coming back and paying time after time. I don't believe in it. No, you're right. You know, I had all this done a while ago, but I, I don't think he was as good as you are. I'm gonna recommend a deep face peel after the facelift. You're gonna look fabulous. You look as young as Scott here. Uh, Jack, I wish I met you sooner. I was still I had a movie career. <laughs> you know, that was my real dream, to be a movie star. Now, Jack, I want to talk to you about doing some surgery on Scott here. What? Fine. What would you like me to do with Scott? I want you to make Scott look like this. Uh, now, I know I'm dipping into trivia here, but seeing as we're on the topic, uh, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Rob Lowe described the makeup regime used to transform him into the heavily plastic sur- surgeried Dr. Jack. And he said, uh, it's tape and it's pulled uh, behind my head. It's literally what they used to do in the early days of cinema before there were facelifts for actresses. You know, jo- Joan Crawford, her whole career was like this. You tape you pull around the back of your head, uh, but you have to have a wig because it covers. It has to cover the elastic. We did that, and I'm also wearing a dental piece, and then I'm doing a couple of things, a couple of tricks with my own face, the way I'm holding it. Then, of course, the makeup is literally like auto body paint sprayed on my face. It was actually really painful because being pulled like that uh, for a long time and that hard for a 12-hour day it gave me migraines. Uh, we shot during the summer. It was unbearably hot. The wig being pulled, it was definitely not uh, the most comfortable experience physically, for sure. You never think about that, do you? That, that Rob Lowe's working for you in this, in this <laughs> movie. He's working for you in Behind the Candelabra. Not Batman. Oh, Wayne's World. Yeah, what, what, yeah. Good in that. <laughs> He's good in that. Um, so, yeah, Rob Lowe, great. There you go. Here's something for you. So this was nominated for the Palme d'Or, okay? But more importantly, it was nominated for the Queer Palm, okay? Mm. The Queer Palm is an independently sponsored prize for selected LGBT-relevant films entered into the Cannes Film Festival. The award was founded in 2010 by journalist Frank Finance, Madura, some stupid name, 
The award recognizes a film for its treatment of LGBT themes and gleans from among those films nominated or entered under official selection. I hate this. Like <laughs> that is the opposite of the Palme d'Or. The Palme d'Or is what the Palme d'Or is. It's 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 the cinema award. It's the you win cinema. You win yeah. cinema forevermore. Like you did a real movie while we're all fucking around with like, you know, blockbusters. You made a real movie and here you go. And the fucking queer palm is just the beginning of, I mean, they call it the hairy palms, you know, like just <laughs> fuck off. Like well, what are we talking about here? You know? so, so is that the only one that, so they didn't win the palm and the gay palm? It's just... they, didn't, they didn't win the gay, the gay palm. They didn't win the fucking gay palm, Ricky. Didn't there they? should be no gay palm. We don't need a gay palm. What's the point? It's either the real, it's either an award. Like it's so insulting. If I gave you an award, like you play a piano a piece for me and I go, there's two awards sitting on the shelf. There's the You're an Amazing Pianist Award and then there's a You're a Gay Pianist Award and then I give you that one. You'd go, wait, mm-hmm. well, we'll write the other one. I go, oh, well, you know, what's the difference? You got one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And you go, no, I want the, the the proper one. And you go, yeah, but you're gay. So it doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter, mate. I get the proper one. You're gay. You got to get the gay one. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the gay one. <laughs> I'd take the gay one if it was on offer. But I'm just saying I would turn it away in the living room so people would go, oh, look at that amazing one. I go, no, it's great. It's great, isn't it? And they go, wait, what? The gay one? I go, no, it's not gay. <laughs> anyway, I thought you'd like that. I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm, I am a bit disappointed it, it exists at all. Yeah, <laughs> you <with> should you. <laughs> be. You should be disappointed. All right. But uh, what, more importantly, what uh, back to the film itself. What stuck out to me? I, I Soderbergh is a strange filmmaker. Um, you know, we are going to do him eventually. I, I, I I'm just trying to think. I, I honestly think Sex Lies and Videotape might be his best movie. I mean, you mm. guys will have to watch it again and see what you think. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That seems like a proper movie. I mean, I, I really love Traffic. Aaron Brockovich is fun. Ocean's Eleven, it's fine. But but when we talk about like a real movie movie, Sex Lies a is a movie, you know? Strange group of movies. Yeah. I mean, let alone what he's done <laughs> after that. Like, fucking hell. Hey, he's into – his films are certainly very recognisable. And this is, you know, because I think he did Magic Mike as well. So this is his mm. more of his Magic Mike type of movie where um he's got a very interesting style big he tr- to avoid cliche he sort of d- enjoys these ellipses these cinematic ellipses or time jumps or uh with no with no exposition which is which is good it's what we want i i guess um he also shoots his films as well so that is generally speaking so that is that gives them um that makes them unique because they're all coming from him He's behind the camera usually, so you know it. That's nice, but you, but can't it be Roger Deakins, like, or someone like another artist who's like amazing, and you're, you know, working with them and stuff. So it just makes his films. They're all digital as well, so they look digital. This looks digital, but the thing, but but on those time jumps, um, the effect you get is really interesting. It really it really works in this movie when uh, Scott's uh, you know kicked out of the apartment out of. Lee's life and he sort of begins his 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 real life in America and then we go from 
just jump cut to these amazing locales to him working at the stationery store. Mm, you know, yeah. and you just go, ooh. So that's that's a Soderberg cut for me. Right. You know? Okay. Uh when I, I just go, yeah, that's that's something, you know. And he just plays it out really matter of fact, you know. So really interesting, interesting guy. And I guess Michael Douglas, I think they talked about doing it on traffic, maybe. So 13 years before they talked about oh, it. Oh wow. You know, and then it was in development for ages, I think. Mm, yeah. That's a long time. It is a long time, yeah. But I think Top Gun Maverick's got it beat, you know. That was, <laughs> that was in the works for a very long time too. Or, or what about what about Return to Oz? Yeah, well, I, I yeah. I, no, I think that's that's got the record for being the old, like the longest passage of time between the first movie and the sequel. Yeah, but there's no one in the original in that. I know. Yeah. So that's like it's a different beast. I know. You know, um, and it's, yeah. And again, that's a trans sort of story as well because the the Gnome King, he pulls his little skirt up and we see he's got these dainty, the dainty ruby slippers on. So he's, <laughs> he's showing his colours in Pride Month. <laughs> anyway, what, what's it, talk to me about scenes in this movie. What do we like? What, what, what do we got? What do we got? Well, I like I like all the early stuff where where it's it's kind of awkward where where that you know like the courtship, the courtship, yeah, where Scott doesn't quite know what the deal is, mm. like you know he's he's there, is he into it? Is he not? And 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 I like I did say you know I, that the tone was problematic for me, but but I do I think I do like Michael du- like anything that Michael Douglas is doing, it's grotesque in this film, really, mm. like. The, I, one of my favourite scenes, which is which shocks me, is when you first see him without his his wig on. Oh yeah, like he's in the bathroom. Scott comes back to the house for something, or or, or he mm. gets up. I can't quite remember what what Scott's doing, but he he kind of he he sort of stumbles on to Lee in the bathroom without his hair on, and yeah. he just mm. looks awful. Lee, Lee. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I was... Lee? Right here, baby boy. You've never seen me without my hair, have you? Terrible. Terrible, isn't it? But the pieces are they're great. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you in charge of my wigs. But that's one of those scenes where my, he's doing proper acting. Michael's gone... He's going, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna lay it all out. He's like, I'm a sixty something man or whatever. I'm you know, not at the gym like I used to be as much or whatever. And he's just like, I'm gonna let it all hang out and go for it, you know? And um so yeah, he's really um really laying it on, you know? Mm. Shocking, shocking stuff. Yeah, is it just because he's old that it's gross? I don't know. He's gross, man. He's gross. Yeah, he is. But he's he's sort of a bit of a sleazy guy, isn't he? Because you know, he did come out and say that his wife gave him mouth cancer because of all the, you know, all the oral sex he had. Mm. Mm. Which I think has been borne (laughs) out by science. I think. I think he was right in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know about smoking. Fifty years of smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had anything to do with it either? But Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, I I also I also appreciated like 
uh, seeing Scott's foster family as well. Like, I think that was kind of a nice, I don't know, you get to see the other side of the coin. Like, Scott's living this outrageous life with Liberace, but he's got these mm. two sort of supportive, concerned foster parents. Kind but also of- they know that about the gay stuff pretty much, mm. you know, yeah. and, they're, and they're not, it's not a typical, because now, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, gay or lesbian or whatever, but it, it, the, the view now in, in a movie would be it's so much more black and white. Like that family would be, they'd be talking about it and they'd be, the, 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 the husband would be like, you're not going to go out and do that gay shit, are you? Like, you know, yeah. and yeah. just like it'd be, whereas it's a bit more nuanced than that. Like, and in fact, at one point, the guy says, I worked for that, that old, you know, that gay, uh, that old gay or whatever, um, at his Hollywood mansion or whatever. And he's like, no, no, not even, not even that. He's just, he's just doesn't think he's a good guy, you know? Yeah. 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 Whereas mm. now we live in the world where that, you know, I always bring this movie up. I haven't even seen it. They made this movie called Hidden Figures <laughs> or something, which is the one about how a secret cabal of, of. African American women, um, you know, put man into space. I, I've seen that movie. Yeah, <laughs> you saw it. it was I've good. seen that movie. Is it good? No, it's not. <laughs> and is there a scene where? Because I've been told there's a scene like where one of them's walking through a like a boardroom of men or whatever. She walks past the chalkboard and says, "Well, what you got to do is," and then she like puts the. <laughs> He tells them how they're going to fix the shuttle. Oh, I it. think I've blocked it out. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that's what it would be? It would be Liberace and it would be that. like, cause Or it's always got to be just po-faced or, or black, mm. really black and white, really simple. Whereas the thing about the Soderbergh thing is, yeah, it's set in 1977 or whatever. And um, like the dad doesn't gay bash him, you know, the stepdad. Yeah. I feel yeah. that's what it would happen. And now. it's not like yeah. he's saying don't call him or yeah, like cut off contact or a, yeah. A, a film that does do that is American Beauty. You know, like uh, what's it? The Chris Cooper's character who, who lives mm. next door. Mm. He's really you know against all that gay. gay shit. Yeah, and he is gay too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because that that movie ruined that though. Because now, I mean, it was a long time ago now, but you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't have the guy who the military guy who's who's you know, gay bashing you, but he's gay. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't stand. Or Kevin Spacey. You can't have Kevin you can't, Spacey. You also can't do Kevin Spacey. <laughs> he's a brilliant actor, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm going to make the rules. Sorry. sorry, not sorry. All right, shall we do Keeper? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where did you get those Yes, it's Keeper or Creeper, AJ. Uh, so, all right, AJ, what do you think? We do something special tonight, okay? Now, this is, this is a special. You and me are going to sit on the sidelines, and it's actually Keeper or Creeper, Ricky edition. Yeah! So <laughs> I'm going to read it out, and we'll see. We'll see. Amazing. What, this, is, this is all about you, Ricky. All right, okay. So first up, <laughs> we've got, months, babe. We got Michael Douglas as Liberace or Lee. So he's a one of a kind, all right? A bona fide virtuoso on the piano. I mean, you'd know, you'd know. Ooh. I mean, incredible. So he's on the older side. I think he's in his 60s, thereabouts, but he keeps on top of it with some minor nips and tucks here and there. Huge wealth. Are you writing things down? Yeah, I am. 
Ricky's taking notes. AJ, he's taking notes. Oh, anyway, huge wealth, mansions, jacuzzis, fancy cars, designer poodles, literally the highest paid entertainer in the world. So wow. it's real. It's a real fact. Don't be put off by his age. I'm told he's a goer four times in a night, a man mm. of contradictions. He goes to peep shows, but he's a devout Catholic. So you got to just, you know, find your complex. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. No hair. It's He wears a piece. So either you like a piece or you don't, but that, he's just got one. But they, they look pretty good, I think. I don't think that. I didn't look at them and go, oh, geez, that's really bad. Just being straight with you, at the end of the day, he is a flamboyant guy and he doesn't do anything low-key. So that's Liberace. Next up, Matt Damon as Scott Thorson. Uh, younger man, 18 to 25-ish, jacked up. He's jacked. Mm. But fully jacked up. I mean, AJ mentioned He-Man. I agree with that. But see, that shot from behind when he straddles the sunbed mm. outside is something that comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> kind to animals, which mm. is big. That's they're very important to me. Not that I'm on the rack here, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's an animal wrangler, and you know, I think that says a lot about him. Swings both ways, allegedly. Um, supportive of your wants and needs. Happy to be Rita Wilson to your Tom Hanks. That's true. Paradoxically, though, he's a top. So mm. quite submissive in life, even willing to play a chauffeur on stage. But between the sheets, he gets it done. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Not a big porn guy. So if you're into that no fat lifestyle, then he, <laughs> then he can sort of bring that energy. Um, Maybe that's what I need. Yeah, maybe. There aren't many guys who will get plastic surgery for you. Either out mm. there. Oh, that's true. So that's no small thing. All right, Ricky, come on, AJ. What, this is this is this is Ricky's month. What, give it to me. What, what what have we got here? What are we looking at? So a few questions. Can Liberace play the pink oboe like he can the piano? Definitely. Definitely. Well, that that's a tick. That's a tick <laughs> on his name there. Now, no hair up top. What about down low? Hmm. Yeah, it looks hairy. You um, reckon he'd... Liberace? Yeah, would, mm. he, would he have a shave down low or... Oh, well, it's strange about it. Like, every, <laughs> like, like everyone had a fucking shave. True. Bush. It's true. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but it was the 70s. 70s. It was big, mm. hairy time. It was hairy mm. time. It was. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Mm, don't know if I'm down with that. Now, <laughs> uh, with Scott, with Scott, like, I don't know if I could be with a man who's who's buffer than me, you know? Like... <laughs> you know, but, but, but well, I because if say, you're with a chick and you know she's not going to be buffer than you unless that's her thing so you never have to deal with that really yeah that's true like if they've got a different body so even if she was really toned you'd go oh well like what's the difference she's just fit she's mm. fitter than me whereas you're yeah. talking about being with a guy who's jacked up and you're jacked. not jacked up mm, yeah. but there are guys who like that i think mm. aren't there aj what do you think i think so yeah, I think mm. everyone likes something different. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Now, Scott, Scott is a little bit crazy. Now, we know that crazy women can be dynamite in the sack. Oof. Can Scott, is Scott dynamite in the sack? Mm, 
well, he's he's mainly bumming you, you. So I don't know. Like, I mean, mm. is that? Yeah, he looked yeah. into it. The, the other thing is, like, I don't think Scott. It wouldn't be the same dynamic because I'm not as rich as Liberace, you know. So Scott, he, he's not getting plastic surgery for me. He's no. not, you know, he's not doing all those things for me because I, I ain't got the cash, you know. Yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> these are all true. These are things to consider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you could provide some of the things that he wants because you could be out and about. I could adopt him. Yeah, that's right. Because I could let him be with chicks, I guess. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a bit. Because apparently he's he's bisexual. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't buy that. Mm. Well, I think as as much as I can respect the musicianship of Liberace, I think he is an epic creeper, (laughs) a creeper of epic proportions. I think he's the G word. (laughs) What's the G word? Groomer. A groomer. Oh yeah, a little bit. He's yeah. a bit of a groomer. Yeah. Mm. All right, that's true. And and Scott, like, I feel for Scott. You know, he's he's come from a sort of a bad family situation, in and out of foster care. You know, I can, you know, I can sympathise with that. But I just think he's just he's just too crazy. You know, he's. But he's, it's, it's just the drugs. He was fine when there was no drugs oh, involved. Maybe. He is an animal lover too. Like I, I do love dogs. So mm. I don't I know. Think maybe. Say, yeah. That's right. Think, no, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> she's grooming you. <laughs> if, if he's a creeper, he's a creeper. You can't, otherwise, you've destroyed the whole thing. I, I just think he's, he's too petulant as well. I, I, mm. I couldn't stand some of the bickering that, that, that was going on there. You know, he always wanted, wants to go out with his friends all the time. Like, it did, you know. Um, but are you an absolute cunt to him? Well, <laughs> I don't think so. I think you'd be good, yeah. Mm. But, you know, I think, I think the biggest, biggest cross against him is, is, is he won't be the bottom. He won't take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're not willing to accept that. You've got to be with somebody who takes it. Don't you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So it's a great so, thing. Creeper's creep. Creep. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. AJ, come on. Give us your, just give us your quick, what, 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 what are you, what's your recommendation? Like, you know, because we got Ricky. That's Ricky edition. That's great. I just want to know <laughs> where you would have come down if it was you. Look, I don't know about Scott. I'm, I'm into it. I was into the Tubby Scott. I was wow. into the Jack Scott. I was into the Drug Scott. Wow. <laughs> that says everything. There was no Scott you weren't into. So. Wow. D- Dimple Scott. We're into Dimple oh, Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that hat Scott. So no Liberace, though. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. Mm. No. All right. Well, that was great. D- don't you think that there was a lot more dick talk in with Ricky Edition? Like a lot more like. Yeah, you know, dick sucking and all, how, yeah. all that. AJ never says any of that. He wrote down the stats, and I appreciated it. <laughs> um, I mean, stuff, he, he wrote down a bunch of stuff, like 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 you know, all school scholarly, and then he was like, "Oh, you know, can he, can he suck my dick real good?" That, no, that's what I've, I've got written down here. Can he play the pink oboe like he can play the piano? <laughs> well, he's fucked a lot of dudes, so I'd say so. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Where did you get those <laughs>
right. Well, it's time for a bit of trivia. Trivia now. I, I mean, Liberace is just such a fascinating and strange guy, and he's had such a huge career. Like you know, you could spend, you know, the whole show could be trivia about Liberace. So, but I have a few things here. Robin Williams was originally set to play Liberace. Oh wow, he would have been great. Yeah, I think he would have done a good job. Um, so in Scott's book, Behind the Candelabra, he notes that uh, in celebrity-saturated Palm Springs, only two stars took the trouble to pay their last respects to Liberace at oh. the memorial service for, uh, when, when he died. So one was the actress uh, Charlie Tilton and the other was Kirk Douglas. Wow. Father of Michael Douglas. So, And Michael Douglas actually grew up close to Liberace's house. They kind of were in the same sort of suburb, wow. although he didn't meet meet Liberace as kind of growing up, but he, he, he used to see him around a little bit. So that's kind of interesting. I think I'm going to read the book. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. A good, good read while you're yeah. in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AJ's pregnant, for those who don't know. So in May 2013, the New York Times reported that uh, Scott Thornton uh, Thorson received little less than 100000 for his participation with this movie uh, and that he spent all of that money in about two months, mostly on cars and jewellery. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. I love that he got screwed by Liberace and then screwed by Soderbergh <gasps> for the same amount of money. I love but, it. But, but he, I mean, $100,000 to, to, to uh, uh, what did he do in the, in the film, like as a consultant or something? I mean, that's decent, right? Well, he wrote the book. But um, but he got paid a hundred thousand to participate in this movie. Oh, okay, so, sure. Yeah, but then he spent it all in two months. Like that's exactly him. I like love that's it. him in the in the movie too. You know, monstrous like, jewels, you know, jewels, jewelry. You know, I love yes. it. So I, I already mentioned Philip Fontelberry, who is actually the body and hands uh, of Liberace in this in this film, who plays the piano. Uh, he stated that the rings that that he he wore in the scenes needed to be glued to his fingers because they kept flopping around and clicking on the keys. Oh, wow. So actually, I don't know how Liberace plays with those ridiculous rings. It's fucking crazy. Uh, so my last bit of trivia here, in a 2011 interview, actress and close friend Betty White confirmed that Liberace was indeed gay and that she was often used as a beard by his managers to counter public rumours of the musician's homosexuality. Well, that scene I loved. I loved that they came out and said that he had a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, rather than AIDS, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I like how mysterious it was back then. That's, that's exciting, you know. Mm. Boring now, you know, like, like that's, there was a whole type of illness or disease where people were like, oh no, just, it was anything else. It wasn't that mm. I just was gay and had AIDS. Mm. All right. Me too, meter. Here it is, people. Heavens to Bechtel. The Bechtel test, you know, the Bechtel test is an informal way to evaluate bias against women in films and other media. A worker said to pass the Bechtel test if it has two named women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Debbie Reynolds as Francis Liberace um, and the, the Rose, the stepmom. They never oh, speak. Yeah. Yep. So no. we'll never know what, what side hustle they were going to work mm. do together or whatever. Yeah. 
What, Collaborate um, on an OnlyFans, perhaps. Yeah, Ooh. maybe, maybe. But anyway. Pokey money. This movie borrowed for its playbook from Quarrel, One Named Woman and a Parade of Cis White Gay Men. Uh, mm. So, fail. Okay. Who picked these movies for an LGBT-themed series? <laughs> All I've seen is a bunch of cis white gay men, not one trans woman in sight. The erasure of trans women and black trans women, for that matter, is just the kind of thing I've come to express, expect from this podcast and the films curated within. Gay men have for too long been given an inordinate amount of airplay when all we should be seeing is chicks with dicks. You know that. So uh, you've all been warned. Not that there is, uh, you know, not that there is some, um, you know, not some bisexual representation with Scott, but there is the suggestion that bisexuals are just gays who haven't committed yet. Mm. This is completely retrograde. Thankfully, we live in an era now where you can say you are absolutely anything at all without having to actually do anything about it. We've got people out there saying they are pre-op trans lesbians with a BDSM fetish, but in reality, they're fat losers sitting on Tumblr and Reddit wanking at two in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that nice? (laughs) The only ray of sunshine in this aggressively male experience was the embracement of kink. Liberace enjoys polyamory, pornography, peep shows, and sex-enhancing drugs like poppers. And these are all not only completely normal things with no downsides or risks, but they are things that uh, we should be talking about endlessly at work with our colleagues. Some people will say, <laughs> that's private stuff. Don't bring it to work. This is simply another way they're trying to erase uh, us from existence. Don't let them do it. Dress up like an anime character. Do some poppers. Get railed by a big bull and rub their faces in it. I say. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, finally, uh, the film ends with Liberace's death by AIDS. Again, why are we so focused on a disease which predominantly affects men? Couldn't they have picked a disease that was more inclusive for non-binary and trans folks? And what about the Latinxes, Ricky? Give me mm. one good reason why it couldn't have been a more diverse killer virus, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So they're the main things. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the, the age gap would would be concerning oh, to, to many people out there. Mm, now, I don't know if you good. saw this. I sent this to you guys sort of, mm, you know, sort of late in the day, so you probably haven't checked it out. There's actually a uh, a database called the Hollywood Age Gap that right. that tracks I guess I guess leading leading actors and their and their and their age difference in films and stuff. So which I found interesting. So mm. they wouldn't like this. So I mean, what's my so one here? You, you send this one here, the Hollywood age gap, uh, and it says like based this one. I'm looking at this one, which is director, like number of films and the director. So Woody Allen has allegedly mm-hmm. done 13 films with a 15 plus year uh, age gap relationship. Now the other names: Alfred Hitchcock, Martin Scorsese, John Glenn, Guy Hamilton. You might not know these gentlemen. They are um, James Bond directors. Ah, oh. so um, very good. So the that's just these people are such fucking losers. <laughs> the people who come up with this stuff, like, yeah, like, I know. I like, know. if you if you are see Woody Allen, when I see that there, I go, oh well, like you know, I mean, I'm, as you know, I'm having a lot of trouble uh, winning people over <laughs> to Woody Allen. Uh, but if you're the next person on the list is a James Bond director, that mm. is so stupid. You're like, oh well, like 
he's James Bond director. And they're like, what do you mean? Don't you think it's disgusting? I go, it's James Bond. Yeah. Like, it's Sean Connery. Like, I mean, yeah, young chicks in 1960. Young it girls, yeah. Young it girls. Like, what do you mean? And you got your wish anyway. Daniel Craig's with a a mumsy wumsy chick in the latest one and – yeah, it's fucking over. So yeah, I, I I know we talked at length about this on our Live and Let Die episode, but but Dude. those Bond girls they hit the fucking jackpot. If you mm. were a Bond girl even back then, like like you were a star. Why are we pretending like a bunch of chicks don't want to be super hot and have all the world looking at them and salivating? I mm. know I'm not advocating for OnlyFans. I'm not saying I'll oh, start mm. an OnlyFans. I'm saying if I told Katie, my wife tonight. If I like, I'm your fairy godmother, and but you know, boppity boop, you're going to become a Bond <laughs> girl, you know, and everyone in the world's going to just you're just going to be on magazine covers, and you'll get your own perfume, and everyone will just be crashing cars to look at your buns. Uh, she would go, uh, I'm dropping that zero and getting with the hero, and then she'd just be. <laughs> Uh, the the age gap. So yeah. you know, I mean, not 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 only is there an age gap between the actors, like, but they they actually, you know, in real life, there was that big age gap between, you know, Scott and Liberace, which mm. which, you know, people nowadays would say, you know, Liberace, he's got all the power, he's mm. got all the privilege, you know, mm. he basically it doesn't matter what happened in the relationship, no matter what happened because of that age difference, he has duped Scott in some way to get in his pants, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. it. Well, he took his best years. He went from 19 to 25 and then was like, see ya. I need another 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He could have been better with his money, though, Scott. Oh, yeah, he could yeah. have. But, yeah, look, the age gap thing, that's a big call. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be into that. But then again, wait, wait, are the Wokeses into it or are they not into it? Because it's gross. No, they're not into it. They're not into it, but it's guys. Aren't they not into it when it's a beautiful chick and like a handsome guy, handsome older so. man? Yeah. Like I don't know how it works, man, man on man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm. But mm. but the other thing is that none, you know, uh, Kurt, du- uh, sorry, uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Matt Damon, they're not gay in real life. Oh my God! Yes, the coup so de there gras. is no way there is no way this movie is getting made today yes. unless both of those actors come out and say we're gay. Yes, I mean I can't. I'm embarrassed. That that should have been the main point. That's the biggest one. That's that's that is because it's stay in your lane. It's um, yep. You know, um, Elliot Page. You know, isn't it yeah. fascinating that it's changed to that? Like when Heath and Jake. Did broke back. Yeah, the Christians were all after them, saying God hates fags, and you go, you're going to hell. Mm. The, and they went hard, even though you're not gay. You played a gay guy. Mm. You are going to hell, mm. and that was where the spotlight was. Yeah, and now it's completely changed. Well, now, yeah, I mean, look, it's exciting. I want to see where 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 it's headed. Um, I'm just not confident. I mean, and also. We put the blinders on and we'll look at a film like Berkwick Mountain, whatever, and just go and this film and say, oh, that's terrible. And you go, well, no, it was probably within the context of when it was, like this film, 2013. Remember, Obama voted against marriage equality. 
Um, he wasn't down with that at all, at all. Like, and he wouldn't be down with any of this LGBT stuff now at all in 2013. Like, he was like, just, you know, just a, I don't know, a globalist. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably still doesn't. But mm. 2013, this still would have been seen as quite progressive, mm. you know, radically progressive because it was rubbing your face in, in, mm. um, you know, what's behind the door mm. poppers and all that. But, but also to, to get a film like this up, you need bankable stars, you know. Mm, and Definitely. I mean, these, these two guys, they're big. I mean, Michael Douglas is fucking huge. Like, like give, me, give me a gay actor that could play this that has that sort of background and that sort of star power, you know. Yeah. Well, I, look, mean, I maybe, mean, maybe they exist. Like, I'm not saying they you just, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe they do but i don't care i want michael douglas yes yeah like i don't care about anyone's immutable characteristics really i mean i'm not saying he should do blackface but at the same time we care about michael douglas doing it you know mm. and so these poor actresses that have fallen into this trap lately of in the last few years of just mentioning it at, at a at a meeting that they were going to be in a trans role and then to have, you know, everything in their life threatened mm. and then they back down. It's crazy stuff. Crazy mm. stuff. You know? Yeah. Mm. Can, can you just do a work jitsu move and just call yourself queer and then you could play a trans? Well, these, these guys, I'm not sure. White women seem to have a, the um, inside run on queer for the moment. Like... Um, for the next five minutes, they'll be allowed to go, oh, yeah, I'm queer. But people are starting to wake up to it a little bit. They're starting mm. to go, well. What about Hillary Swank? Yeah. What about, <laughs> what about Boys Don't Cry? Great film. Could, um, you couldn't do that now at all. Mm. Yeah, so it's a shame. Shame, shame. Mm. We know your yeah. name. All right, another bummer, another downer. Mm. Um, oh, that's but- what you meant? <laughs> But but the but, but the me, the me too the Very me too good. meter I think again, again I think this one passes just because it fits under that umbrella of queer cinema, you know. And it's camp, and for some mm. reason, and, and I, there's there seems to be that, you know, all that rhinestone stuff seems to have yeah. a bit of purchase. You know, I think mm. you can get away with it a bit. Um, mm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I think it it passes. So yeah, yeah I think so. another five maybe. Another five, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't think it's, don't think it's uh, going to get up there. So just quickly, uh, boobometer, <laughs> AJ, very disappointing. <laughs> um, literally zero, mm. nothing. Not even, not even in a magazine. Not even a tight shirt, because even in Ali Fit, it's the soul we had a uh, scene earlier where someone had a really tight shirt on, you know. Mm. But this is just guys, you know, the houseboys putting his buns in our face. Yeah, there are lots of buns. Um, so, yeah, no, no, no boobish. There, there is a topless Michael Douglas in this. Like, can we, can we, can we categorize a man boob in this? Mm. Can a man boob make it? With liver in? spots. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I just think I just don't think this is a laughing matter. I think it's that disgusting. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, and, and I, I, all I could think about when you were speaking, then Ricky's, I was just thinking, oh fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So, 
No, you get nothing, unfortunately. Uh, yes, uh, try again next. Time. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, on to reviews. Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian gave this film four out of five stars, saying, as a black comedy and as a portrait of celebrity loneliness, Behind the Candelabra is a very stylish, is, is very stylish and effective. And Damon and Douglas give supremely entertaining performances. Now, Mike Hale of the Failing New York Times says, there's something limited and limiting about Mr. Douglas's portrayal. Its brilliance feels as if it were on the surface, a matter of expertise and professionalism. And the same could be said of Mr. Soderbergh's film, which has its premiere on Sunday on HBO. Uh, A cerebral gloss on and satire of a big old Hollywood biopic a biopic. It's full of smart, funny details, perfectly sewn in place, like the rhinestones on one of uh, Mr. Douglas's blinding costumes, but it's short on heart or heat. And the review finishes by saying that every uh, everything comes back to Mr. Douglas and Mr. Damon, however. And while Mr. Douglas glides through the film, demonstrating uh, that his talent for portraying carnivorous lechery and polished duplicity works regardless of sexual orientation, and Mr. Damon is earnest and committed, the love, or whatever it was, between Thorson and Liberace never comes into emotional focus if the impressively assembled Behind the Candelabra is indeed Mr. Soderbergh's last film, his final achievement, in part, will have been to get two of Hollywood's most bankable actors naked together without giving us a very good time. Mm. Now, lastly, from IMDb, I have a four out of ten review here from someone calling themselves Klausmans. Uh, a missed opportunity for a film. The true story is that a 57-year-old man takes a 17-year-old boy to bed, takes him into his home, well, his mansion, no less, introduces him to drugs, bullies him into plastic surgery, and makes him look like himself. And Soderbergh decides to give us this piece of fluffy nonsense. It's extraordinary. The material is the stuff of horror, and this light-hearted puff of hum de ha is the result. Is no one else more outraged by the abuse of a 17-year-old boy? Has the world truly lost its moral compass to such an extent? The idea that a 42-year-old Matt Damon should play Scott as a 17-year-old and fail to tell the real story is wrong. I am re- am I really the only person amazed by this? I gave this four because the film carries a story and it is well acted. It just isn't the film... <laughs> It just isn't the film that it should be. Integrity. That person's got integrity because they, <laughs> they, they still gave it its due. They're like, oh, it's you know, well made, but seriously, That's where's right. your where's your moral <laughs> compass? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have got them to do the Me Too meter. I think all over. Yeah. Well, it does mention the age thing as well. You know that that Damon's forty two, and mm. yeah, I was off my game this week, unfortunately. But uh, I'll be back. Don't worry, I'll be back. All right, so what, what's on the cards for next week? Yes, well, Behind the Candelabra, that's done. Um, is it still Pride Month? Is it? Yep, yep. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, well, look, I'm excited. Next week, it's uh, freaking, so we're doing uh, cruising. Um, <laughs> is that 82, I think, Al Pacino. I love that we've watched quite a few Friedkin movies on, on our journey. Uh, well, at least a handful. Um, and this is another one, and it's it's great, it's a great film. But I'm, I mean, you just give me your honest review, though. I mean, if you think it's no good, it's no good. But um, yeah, it, uh, it, this is gonna this is gonna be a great finish to the to the side boob, uh, 
the Pride Month series, I think. Um, you know, I mean, AJ, not that lighthearted, but I think um, <laughs> I think Frank could watch this one. I mean, it's Al Pacino, Ooh, you know, so yeah. it, mm. like there's no, I think it's, um, he could he could check it out, you know. Okay. Um, has, has your wife seen this one, Ricky, Cruising? No. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will she enjoy it? Yeah, get it done. <laughs> Al Pacino, 83, just had a baby. Mm. He did, yeah. To, and, and how old is his? 28. Uh, 28. So shouldn't wow. they be on the graph? Yeah, they haven't shouldn't. been in a movie, have they? He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, but with, <laughs> with, with her, though. Oh, okay. Well, no, I guess they shouldn't. It's, it's fine that he got his 83-year-old peony out <laughs> and stuck it in her and then sperm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Get that is you, you see I, I i googled some images of them together and it's a fucking horror show he looks <laughs> he looks so bad well a poor kid you know like yeah you're gonna be around for 10 minutes man mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah not right anyway mm. more anon um we said what we said aj look ricky fucking hell <laughs> Right, Came out, out swinging. Brings out a, the beast in him. <laughs> it's his favourite month of the year. It's like a kid at Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, well, until next time. Next time, uh, remember, Side Boob Cinema will we'll save cinema. cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will. Ha, 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 ha.